Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Hour number two of Oilers Now. It's Brendan Escott in the big chair today. Cody Jansen on the other side of the glass. Talking about game five and now a win or go home game six for the Edmonton Oilers. Oilers now brought to you by Digitex, digitex digitex.ca, Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. The suspension has officially been handed out. Darnell Nurse, one game for headbutting Philip Deneau in front of the net last night. It was to be expected. And now the Oilers, in all likelihood, are going to have to elevate. Uh, I would think that they elevate the pair of Bouchard and Keith together to that top pair, and then you probably expect 22-plus minutes out of them. So if it's a one-game suspension in playoffs, what do you think that would have been in a regular season? Four? Uh, two or three? Th- two or three, I can see. No, it's got to be no three or four. There's no way it would have been a three-game suspension. If Deneau had been hurt on that Fair. play, I could see where it was, but he, he had the wherewithal even to bear hug him at, immediately after it happened. That's a good point. Cassian picks up a $5,000 fine for cross-checking Sean Dursey on that play that Dursey um, ultimately did not miss a shift, although it looked like he did have a serious chiropractic adjustment there. So $5,000 lighter in the pocketbook now is Zach Cassian. Cam Moon coming up for our friends at Brent Ridge Ford at about one twenty or so today. We'll hear from our NHL insider John Shannon after the one thirty news. Might even hear from you on the Ashley Fine Floors text line 780-496-0063. Keep them coming. Get the new floors you've always wanted. Ashley Fine Floors, 143rd Street, 111th Avenue. They are open Monday to Saturday. Without further ado, let's head to our headliner today, David Staples, political affairs columnist and cult of hockey writer at the Edmonton Journal. And David, hey, this uh, this suspension is, is we knew it was coming and now they're going to have to deal with it. I wonder what you made of the, of the whole situation and, and ultimately the consequence for Nurse. When it happened in the game, Brendan, I didn't make a lot of it. It seemed to happen fast, and I didn't really take in the full kind of... I don't know if a lot was made of it on the broadcast either. I just didn't really take it in during the actual game. But uh, when I read the thing from an NHL player of safety this morning, I went and looked at it again, and I thought, uh, oh, oh, oh. What I do in those situations, I, I apply the McDavid rule, which is if this happened to Connor McDavid 
what kind of suspension would I be calling for? And would I be calling for a suspension? And I realized then, yeah, this <laughs> this is definitely a suspension. If that happened to McDavid, everybody in uh, oil country would be united in calling for a suspension. I, I believe, I'm glad it's just one game. Um, of course, it's just it's just not one game. It's the game now, the elimination game. But uh, Nurse is lucky that it's just one game. That was a pretty vicious uh, headbutt and um, a deserving suspension. And David, maybe um, maybe a small amount of emotion in, in the bigger picture. They needed to, they needed to demonstrate more to me, and that was the wrong way to channel it. I, I think that ultimately it's going to hurt this team, obviously. But it's it's the type of engagement I think that fans would like to see more out of from this team, and and certainly in the last couple of games, but. There's got to be a way to find the line, and and immature is a strong word, but that was a tough spot for your number one defenseman to take himself out of a game in the series for for letting those emotions boil over. You know, it's funny, Brendan. I'm not sure that it's emotion in the end that's lacking. It's almost like it's composure that's lacking. I mean, when he did that, that's that's a lack of composure. When we see, you know, Duncan Keith and... Brett Kulak throw the puck up the middle of the ice when there's safer plays to be made. Um, both cost the goal against in the last game. That, it, they're full of emotion, I'm sure. Like they're they're trying to maybe hit the home run. I mean, Keith might have been trying to hit Drysdale on a breakout play there. But the composed play is to calm it down and put it up the boards to Kane in that situation. With Kulak, you know, you play it safe, put it up the boards. Um, so... There's been lots of defensive mistakes uh, by lots of players where they seem to be maybe going for offense a little bit too much. Um, there was two two break-in plays on both those tur- turnovers from Kulak and Keith. Dar- uh, Leon Dreisaitl was the center, you know, supporting the defenseman, advancing the puck, and he was flying out of the zone, flying in the wrong direction on both those goals. So there's lots of... Uh, people trying their hardest to do stuff, but I just think what they need is just their serious, composed, defensive game. The Kings have been outchancing them. I think it was 20, by our count, I think it was 21 to 13 in grade A shots last game. You can't, you're not going to beat that team um, for the five alarm shots, the very, the very, very best scoring chance shots. It was 13-7 to for the Kings. They had way more chances to score than the Oilers did. The Oilers need to have a serious, committed, composed, and yes, aggressive, aggressive defensive performance, hard-nosed aggressive defensive performance against Los Angeles, where they're limiting, you know, where they only, instead of allowing 20 grade-A shots, they allow maybe eight or nine. And instead of 13 five-alarm shots, it's, it's four or five. That's how they're going to beat the LA Kings in the next game, by that kind of defensive commitment, which has not been there from every single uh, Edmonton Oilers player. I think what's interesting to explore right now is is this coaching battle and whether, uh, to me, Todd McClellan's winning the coaching battle right now, and I, I'm, I don't want to drag what Jay Woodcroft is doing, but I just don't see a buy-in if there has been an adaptation to what L.A. is doing, not only to throw everything at Edmonton's goal, 
everything, the kitchen sink included, but also to stifle the amount of shots coming back the other way. And and to me, I don't know whether it's it's puck possession that's been the difference. It certainly was in Game 4 when they were able to command so much of the playoff of face-offs, and obviously that's not coaching. But is there something to maybe adjust here heading into Game 6 from a strategic standpoint, David? Or do you think that it's effort and buy-in and commitment to the system? One move that McClellan made, which I thought was impressive, was initially the first three games, I think, they had a very passive penalty kill uh, where they let the orders pass the puck around the outside quite easily, and, and that, that, was, that is the exact wrong strategy for the Kings. And, and in fact, I think McClellan should be blamed for that. That was a terrible strategy going into the series where they were too passive on the penalty kill. And it, maybe it was just the players, or maybe that was the idea, but it was, that's the wrong thing to do. The, the penalty kills that have had success against the Oilers have gone after them. And in games um, since they started winning, since the Kings started winning, Brendan, they, they have been far more aggressive on the PK, including last night's game where they actually got beat on the PK a couple times. But I think that's the way to go, and they've, they've adjusted. They have done that. Um, you know, in some ways, I think the Oilers are... They were victims of their own success, winning those two games so handily. You don't want to start thinking that you can win it on offense and talent and, you know, your brilliant play, you know, brilliant playmaking. And, you know, but I, I think that it's just human nature. I'm not a, an elite athlete or professional athlete, but so I'm just guessing here. But um, just human nature to, to rest on, you know, you, you've, you've had this huge success and they've been humiliated. Um, so they're going to just be desperate and commit to stopping that, stopping that, that you know horrendous leakage in their own zone uh, that the Kings were were allowing. So they fully bought into that because they they had this evidence right in their face they couldn't deny. They if you don't do this, you're out. And that happened to them earlier than it's happened to the Oilers. But I, has it happened to the Oilers now? Have they now got the message that you can't be allowing all of these grade-A shots against? Are all the players really going to completely buy into a defensive game um, and and cover their man and do all the defensive fundamentals that are needed? Um, we'll see. I, I think it's a possibility. I, I think there's... I think the Oilers, to me, the Oilers are a favorite for the next game. The, I think they are the better team because if they commit to, to defense, and we have seen this under Woodcroft where they did so for a long stretch of games, they can beat teams. The Oilers can beat this team in, in this series, but they've got to have that defensive buy-in from a number of players who are just kind of right now a little bit lukewarm on it. And they need some, they need some veteran play you know, out of Duncan Keith. You know, he, he, he can't make the mistakes that he made last game. They need the defensive commitment from Leon Dreisaitl. He can't make the mistakes that he made last game. He's just, he's got to focus. And I think that players, some of the players are getting it. I've been impressed with McDavid and, and Nugent Hopkins on defense. Um, Cody Ceci um, has been strong on defense, but um, more of them have just got to really take care of that aspect of the game. And it, all the more so missing Darnell Nurse. Although they're not missing the 100% Darnell Nurse. They're missing, like, you know, Nurse is still coming back from this injury he hasn't been his old self so it's not as bad as it might be uh, in this series if, if he would truly been playing spectacular hockey but nurse has been okay um, and Chris Russell will fill in and, and he will certainly played strong defensive hockey. Mm -hmm. Chris Russell's game, I think, is is well-suited for a playoff atmosphere, but, uh, you know, 75% of Darnell Nurse at this stage is, is obviously the preferred choice. David Staples, our headliner today, brought to you by...
by Wilhawk Beef Jerky might just be the best you've ever tasted. Search for W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. You mentioned a few names in there, David. I've certainly seen some passengers out there, and I think that was evidenced by uh, the the ice time last night. I'll just go through a couple names here. Uh, Warren Fogle, he played seven and a half minutes last night, 11 shifts. Uh, Yessa Poyarvi played nine shifts. He had uh, seven and a half minutes as well. Uh, it just seemed like there was some guys that had lost, even Derek Ryan, 11.41, though he got out there for eight face-offs and won six of them. So that was a pretty impactful bit of play by him. But th- there's some guys out there, David, who, who I think that obviously need to step up here and start pulling on the rope the way that they were when this team was was ticking with Jay Woodcroft down the regular season stretch. Yeah, they, they have to step up. And if if they're not doing anything else, you just got to play a more physical, you know, defensively sound, structured, aware game, but far more physical. And I, I think there's a, Fogel's certainly on that list. I expected much more of him in the playoffs than he's been giving. He just he's not making a mark. Yes, Apuliyarvi had one good shift last night, where he was you know popping some pucks, getting them to McDavid and Kane, but. Um, he's he's been struggling. Keller Yamamoto has, I think, been playing a good game, but he he's not been able to. He at even strength, he's not been able to create a lot of scoring chances. He just he's not um, he's not getting it done in that way. Ryan McLeod had a rough game. I mean, he took that penalty, but it, you know, on the on the I think it was the first goal against, if I'm not mistaken. You know, he was. He took. He was back in the kind of the F1 center position, and and he, he just took this kind of wide looping skate that took him out of the play, and they broke in and got the shot because of that. And then he and Drysaddle never figured out who was supposed to cover the uh, the point man who who scored the goal and uh, on the first goal, and that's why that shot was wide open uh, for the Kings to take. So you know, there's there's these these guys have all really got to think hard. I think. And I'm getting back to this point again about defensive structure, defensive awareness, defensive commitment. And um, if they do that, I, I like the Oilers' chances. I think they can, I think they can beat the Kings because they do have Connor McDavid and Drysaddle. And you know, I, I've criticized Leon's defense here, but he's been obviously outstanding on the power play, scoring goals. I mean, he's just he's got other world talent shooting the puck and making plays with the puck. But we haven't seen his A game yet. We have seen McDavid's A game uh, for the first time, I think, really in his playoff career, and it's been it's been wonderful, fantastic to see Connor McDavid. He, he lifted that team on his back last night, Brendan, and almost brought them to the win. But um, other teams, other players have got to step up, like McDavid's done, like CeCe's done, like RNH has done, Evander Kane. I think Cassian's played really well too. So there's a number of players who are playing well, Mike Smith. But some of these other guys have got to get it together. David, we'll uh, cut you loose here so we can chat with Cam Moon as well. Appreciate the insights, and we'll uh, we'll chat next week, okay? Thanks a lot, Brendan. Good to talk to you. David Staples from the Cult of Hockey, the Edmonton Journal, available at D Staples on Twitter. Uh, we will step out. Cam Moon coming up next for our friends at Brent Ridge Ford. More thoughts on last night's game and, and what lies ahead and, and what is what. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. 
Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And what we hope is two more games of this opening round series. It's 119 in Edmonton. Brendan Escott, Cody Jansen with you today. Haji has texted us, 780-496-0063, says Winston Churchill said, quote, sometimes it's not enough to just do your best. Sometimes you have to do what's required. In the past two games, the Kings have done exactly that, whereas the Oilers seem to be a team looking at each other, waiting for their teammate to do what's required, as they are content doing their best. Until the Oilers realize that the playoffs require 60 minutes, maybe more, of dedicated and, uh, oh, don't make me lose the message, dedicated, physical, responsible hockey, this ideation of the Oilers will peak in the 82-game regular season. I worry about this first round exit, Cody, because I had the exact same thought that hearkened me back, and this might fall on deaf ears in the hockey community, but the Lob City Los Angeles Clippers of like 2013-14, Blake Griffin, Chris Paul, they were unbelievable. Doc Rivers as coach, they were unbelievable in the regular season, and they would finish second or third in the West every year, and, and they would go absolutely nowhere in the playoffs. And everyone looked at them and said, if you build up your credibility on beating these miserable teams, then I guess you're going to get exposed in the playoffs. This might be the third year in a row where the Oilers get exposed in the playoffs, even despite the top-end talent they have. Yeah, that's probably a better comparable, but I did see the LA Angels and the whole Mike Trout comparisons flying around last night on Twitter. I don't think they've put the surrounding cast around Trout that the Oilers organization has now put around the uh, the superstars. Cam Moon likes both baseball and hockey. What do you think, Mooner? I mean, this is a team that obviously is dripping with potential, and here we are yet again in another season, one loss away from figuring out whether this is the year that that Connor McDavid is allegedly going to walk away or or the gloom and doom is going to hit the city of Edmonton well I tend to not you know run and hit the big red panic button Agreed. So, <laughs> yeah I, I don't think I'm uh, on board with any of that I would like to look at it maybe they're one game away from going to game seven how about that sure how about glass half full although I mean o- over the course of Last night's game, I can understand how one could be, you know, a little despondent given the way the game started and certainly with the way the game ended. But the third period was wonderful. That was, uh, yeah, that, I, I expected, I just, maybe I expected a little more out of the gate yesterday. Um, and you have to acknowledge the opposition. You have to acknowledge that the L.A. Kings came to play and they played hard and smart early in the game and and that I think that has to be absolutely acknowledged it's not like you just throw the skates on and kick open the door and you go out there and you get to do what you want the opposition has a say in how things go too and and the Kings did and they played they played a smart game and I heard Brian Lawton earlier talking about the the back pressure the backtracking of the Kings I thought that was good along with the 
the way they were able to contest their blue line. Uh, the Oilers in the first two periods didn't get much going off the rush. They just didn't. And, and any time they had opportunity, which wasn't a lot, it was it was gained off of hard work within the King zone. And then things opened up a little bit in the third, and they got a little bit more off the rush, albeit some of it was on the power play. One of it was even shorthanded. But uh, now it all comes down to to grinding out a win on the road and and see what the you know and as long as they go out there and bust it for sixty minutes, how it goes, it goes. You could have a bad hop or a few things go not your way, and and you don't win. But it's not from lack of effort. Uh, and I don't think effort's been an issue. I just think execution has been. But. We will see tomorrow night. Yeah, and that's that's where we're at right now. I wonder how long the inspiration that, that might have been injected into Los Angeles after that big loss. Todd McClellan comes out there and he has the 47-second press conference. Obviously, you're playing pretty guilty after that, and it looked like they were the more inspired team over the last two games. Now, does that stretch to a third game as they seize the opportunity to, to bounce an Edmonton Oilers squad, or do we see the desperation level shift to an Edmonton side that's trying to avoid a first round exit yet again the pressure is suddenly very much on Edmonton yeah no for sure it is and I think I do think that desperation level will go up and I do think the Oilers are going to give us their their best game tomorrow night do the Kings lay off a little bit sure they want to close it out but is there a little bit of human nature that creeps in and and you think that uh, because you're coming home, it might be a little bit easier. And we all know it never is. But we will see. I mean, that's, and that's the beauty of sport. That's what makes it fun is we can talk about whatever and you can look at stuff on paper all you want. But until you put the skates on the ice and get out there, then, then we get to see it. And we get to see what happens. And so many different things can happen. You know, I, I certainly didn't. Uh, foresee the way the way the Oilers were going to come back in that game last night, which was it was fun. It was a lot the atmosphere was unbelievable in the third period, I, and I really didn't expect the way the overtime would go with the Los Angeles controlling the whole thing until they scored a minute and twelve in. I, I didn't see that co- coming either, but uh, that's the beauty of it, and that's what's going to make tomorrow night so much fun. The opportunity for Edmonton to try and grind out a win uh, of a team that was only five points back of them in the regular season. Those teams were pretty close. Mooner, if you think that Dustin Brown's going to let them lay off the pedal. A couple months there, then or three months, then they they wouldn't have finished ahead of them. But it's going to be a grind. It's going to be fun, and I'm looking forward to it. And uh, Reed and I will be doing the show from uh, the watch party, and it should be a good atmosphere at Rogers Place, too. Mooner, if you think that Dustin Brown's going to let them lay off the pedal, I think you got to watch more Kings. That guy's buzzing around like it's 2010. There you are. <laughs> oh, okay. Here's what's going on. Cody, he can't hear you. Cody's trying to, to grill you a little bit, saying Dustin Brown, oh. uh, as part of the leadership team on uh, on the Kings, is is uh, is not going to let a flat effort happen on home ice especially. What do you think about that? Well, I, you would like to think that for sure. I just You just see ebbs and flows that happen over the course of of playoff series when what you expect and then what happens are two different things. I'm just saying it's possible. Uh, it may be Dustin Brown and, and Jonathan Quick don't let that happen, but the Oilers also found a way to, 
he scored a bunch of goals on Jonathan Quick earlier in the series. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know that I expected that either, but I'm just saying that things can go up and down and sideways uh, over the course of a, a playoff series. Cam, we didn't have much time, but we maximized it. Always appreciate the energy, man. We'll see you soon. All right, thanks, boys. I'm going to watch uh, Oil Kings and Rebels tonight. I might have a hockey addiction. <laughs> Enjoy that. Oil Kings can put it away against Mooner's old team. We're up against the news. We'll send it off to Eileen Bell for a global news weather traffic update. Back with our NHL insider, John Shannon, when we return. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.